You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. We are missing out on a lot. We are to work under the covering of angels. What do I mean by covering of angels? Angels should be released first. And as they enter into the affairs of men, and enter into places and things, and they do the work there, then we are to step into and through the doors that they have opened up for us. So how do we secure their involvement? Through prayers. And it's when we pray the word of God. In other words, we're praying out God's word. We'll see this. Angels will not... Let me say this here. Angels will not do anything outside of the commandment, which is the command or the instruction of the Father. They can't come into the earth and you, quote unquote, use them to do, get things other than that which is said in the word of God about your situation from causing that particular thing, all right, to happen. So angels will not do anything outside of the command. They will not, for they know what landed Lucifer into trouble, self-will. In other words, suddenly the system and the whole doesn't matter. It is your own personal agenda. He said, I want to be like the Most High, above the stars. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. A proclamation that was not inspired by God cost him everything. And so in the book of Jude chapter 5, Jude verses 5 to 9, it says this. I will therefore put you in remembrance. He says, though you once knew this, how that the Lord haven't saved the people out of the land of Egypt. It goes on to say, afterwards destroyed them that believed not. And then it goes on, and the angels which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation. So their own habitation. They left their own habitation. Every angel had its place. They left their own habitation. Look at what happened to them. He hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. So angels will not play this with you. Verse 7. It says, even as Sodom and Gomorrah, the cities, or I gave themselves over to fornication to go after strange flesh. Verse 8. Likewise, all these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, that's government, and speak evil of dignities. Verse 9. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, 
he disputed about the body of Moses. He did not bring a railing accusation against him, but said, the Lord rebuked thee. That even when he was disputing over the body of Moses with Lucifer, he followed divine order. So they don't play with it. Psalm 103, verse 20 to 22. This is what they are all about. Bless the Lord, ye his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, that do whose commandments the Lord, hearkening to the voice of his word. In other words, when you give voice to the word of God, they hearken only to that. Verse 21, it tells us, Bless ye the Lord, all his hosts, ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. So it's God's pleasure. So they're very conscious, all right, of acts of disobedience, deviation from the commandment and instruction of God, and self-will. They don't joke with it. Look at Herod, what the angel did to Herod. In Acts chapter 12, verse 21 to 24, prayers had been offered. And on a set date, Herod, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. That's the people. And then they responded and gave a shout saying, it is the voice of a God and not the voice of a man. Verse 23. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him. This is why. All right? You shouldn't let people's applause, praises get into your head. Many people have run into trouble in the things of God because they opened up their ears to flattery, to listening. Nothing happened to the men that were, that were shouting, is the voice of a God. It is you that takes the praises, allows it to sink. And then you elevate yourself. The Bible tells us in verse 20, all right, 2 there. It says, let's look at it. And Paul gave on verse 23. And the Bible says, and immediately, they didn't wait. The angel of the Lord smote him immediately. Because he gave not God the glory. Uh, so if an angel is in a space here, uh, it's, you have to be watchful, that you give God the glory and, and you don't deal with uh, the praise of men or allow the words of men to get into a part of your being that you now think that you are better off than other people and have a sense of superiority. There was a, a, a pastor back then, a mighty minister of God, I think he had probably the largest church, largest ministry in terms of material, which means the, the budget of the ministry back then in the world then, in the world. I used to listen to him on radio. Listen to him on radio. He had, he had a station, all right, it was an American in, in, in Liberia. I used to beam throughout the whole of West Africa. I used to listen to him. There was a day I was listening to him in a campus fellowship, just in my earphones, and the spiritual, it wasn't the president, but it was like a mentor, just said, who is that you're listening to? 
and brought it there, snatched it, removed the tape and said, don't listen. Don't let this thing inside this man get into you. And he showed me something that Dr. Robert said. He said, Satan has put something inside your heart that makes you feel that you are better off than every other person. It wasn't, I lie not. God is my witness. Two weeks, the entire ministry caved in from something that happened. So it had to be angelic operations right there. So immediately the angel smote him. Uh, people gave a shout, and that got into his heart. And also I'll tell you a brief story here, something I learned very early. All right? Walking in my walk with God. In my campus fellowship, I just came up into some leadership position. And I was, given an, I was, I was asked to start teaching in the fellowship, and me and my friend, and between two of us, and he was, well, there was something that happened in terms of who was the real president of the fellowship. But, but the question there was, he was like supposed to be the president of the fellowship. And, and so, I mean, between him and somebody else. But the point I'm getting to is this. So two of us were really handling the bulk of, we're going to handle the bulk of the teaching. So something when all that confusion started, we opted out of the fellowship, all right, and said, look, let there be peace and all of this. But there was a chap, and the fellowship at that time probably was about 46 people in number. And there was a chap that came after the fellowship meeting, just came to see us, one of the executive members. He said it in Yoruba, but I'll say it in English. He said, it's only God that knows how to do it. It's only God that knows how to do it. We are just 103 now in the service and all of that. And it dawned on me, as a young man in University of Lagos, that when God gives you an opportunity to serve, it's not because he doesn't have an alternative. And I made up my mind that if ever again a door was opened up to me in ministry, I would grab it with my two hands. And I will serve with my heart, knowing that God does have alternatives. You are not God. When the door opened again, and I got back and became president of fellowship, now, the, one of the reasons why the fellowship grew, literally, and exploded in number, was because of what I had learned. When you realize, all right, that it's an honor and privilege when God gives you an opportunity to do things, not because you are the only one in the world. So it's very important angels do that. So we've got to pray the word of God. We've said these commandments of God. Angels respond when the word of God is prayed out because they hexing onto the voice of the word. Daniel chapter 9 verse 1 and 2. So I want to show how we pray the word. That's a practical side. But to establish this, in the first year of Dairos, the son of Ahasuerus, the seed of Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, I, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet, that he will accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. And then, having got that word, next verse, I set my face, he prayed the word. To seek God by prayer, supplication, with fasting and sacrifice for the fulfillment 
of what was contained in the word of God that was appropriate for their situation. And then verse 20 of the same chapter, the Bible tells us the angels showed up because they hearkened to the voice. While I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of the people of Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord God for the holy mount of God, of my, of, of, of my, of my God. Yet while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he said to me and informed me and talked to me, saying, Oh, Daniel, I have now come forth to give. All right? So he said, I have, all right, come for thy words. And I have come to give. So the angels came as a result of somebody praying the word of God. Now, I want to get how you get to this, how you pray the word of God. But I just want to establish it first of all. Then let's look at Acts chapter 4, verse 24 to verse 26. Acts 4, 24 to verse 26. It says, and when they heard that, they lifted up their voice with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God that made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them. Verse 25. Who by the mouth of his servant David hath said. So they were praying the word. Why do the hidden rage and the people imagine vain things? Verse 26. The kings of the earth, they prayed Psalm 2 out in detail. They prayed the scripture. And in verse 29 and verse 30, we see angelic. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Grant unto thy servant that with all boldness they may speak thy word, that by the stretching forth of thy hand, that hand is angelic beings, to heal, signs and wonders may be done in the name of thy holy child, Jesus. Verse 31, and the Bible says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. We always know when the place shakes, it means angels have shown out. I've showed up in that particular place. You pray the word of God, the appropriate word of God for that situation because angels are not playing games. They ain't coming to get into trouble under you. So they are coming under the authority of the Father. And when we make a supplication according to the word, they take their instructions. The Holy Spirit now reveals that to us so that we can speak for those things and then the angels can now move according to all right, to so these things that we speak for. So how do we get here? I just want to leave you hanging. So how do I pray the word of God over a situation? I will explain. But let's say, all right, it's after you have prayed through and angels have been released that you can now act, all right, on something physically. And this is what I want us to understand. And this is the experience we should get into. That we pray, angelic beings are released, and then we now act, and then... We begin to see things. The winds blow. As angels move, what you do is gather what they have produced. Now, in Matthew chapter 9, and I said it this way until I was meditating on this, verse 37 and 38. Jesus said unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now, the next verse is chapter 10, verse 1. It says, And when he had called his 12 disciples, he gave them power over unclean spirit to cast them out, and all manner of disease, verse 2. And the Bible says, Now, these were the names, and he sent them out. But Jesus had already prayed that the laborers go into the harvest before he sent his own people, all right, out there. Now, who are the laborers? 
The laborers are angels. I've never really seen this, but it dawned on me as I was meditating on this message that the laborers really was referring to were angels. For it says in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 39, it says there, Matthew, the enemy that has sown them is the devil, the harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. So the laborers that go and reap, when they've reaped it, now you gather and bring it in. So it's like they rip the souls off, bam, bam, bam. So the souls are all there, like the quails were lying around. And then you go and bring it in. This is the spiritual, for want of words, so that we understand technology we've got to get into. In other words, when I move to gather, it is what the angels have pulled down in answer to prayer. Now, these angels will only move when they hear the voice of God's word. That's why in Ephesians it says, take into yourself, pray no man as you wrestle against flesh and um, you wrestle against principalities and powers, not against flesh and blood. It says, take to yourself the sword of the spirit. Uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 17. It says, take into yourself the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the specific revelation, the spirit of God, the Rema word. He has given is the spirit that gives you that revelation, the code words to speak. And when you speak those code words as you go into prayer and the angels are released and you have the rema there, you speak it forth out into the earth as you pray that, you're going to see it. So let's see the hand of angels there that goes forth before you as we bring this to a close. Acts chapter 7 and verse 35 and verse to verse 36. Acts 7, 35 to 36. And Moses, whom they refused, saying, Who made thee a ruler and a judge? The same did God send to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the bush. Now, what did this angel do? Next verse. He brought them out. That's Moses. After that, he had shown wonders and signs in the land of Egypt by the hand of that angel. In the Red Sea, the pattern of the Red Sea, and in the wilderness, 40 years. So in Exodus 14, verse 15 and 16, when Moses went to pray, God said to him after some time, Wherefore thou criest unto me? Angels have been released, is what he's saying. Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward now, because they have reaped it. You need to gather in the results. Lift up your rod, which is a type of the word, and stretch thy hand over the sea and divide it. That hand is the hand of the angel there. And the children of Israel shall go on the dry ground through the midst of the sea. So we see that. So you have to go forward in order to gather. But it has to be reaped. Now, somebody reaps something doesn't mean they have gathered. You pluck it and put it on the ground so you can come in and gather that stuff there. So how then do we get this word from God? Because this is the governing word that we are going to use in prayer and what we are going to speak consistently. After we have prayed it, then we declare it and angels begin to operate. First thing, if you are in a situation is to worship God, you are Lord, Father of spirits, I worship you. No matter the situation, I worship and I bow down before you. And I worship you for this. And then I ask him for his word concerning that particular issue. The word you are going to pray out, the word you are going to speak forth. And that word is called a rema. We've explained this. 
What is this rema? This specific word that God gives you that regulates, all right, that will regulate heavenly activity when it is prayed. It is the very mind of the Father, what God intends to do, that is exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. A rema or the revealed revelation of God's mind is the revelation of God's mind for a situation. It is a specific word the Holy Spirit gives you, directly he gives you. And in doing that, he will help you see a single scripture in a whole new light. And apply it to your life directly. So you see it in a whole new light and it becomes applicable to that particular situation. It will tell you how to respond to the situation. What will be the outcome of the situation so you know what to pray. It will bring small correction into your life and change the entire situation almost immediately when it is applied. How then do you get it? You pray it this way. Now put up the prayer. And I'll close with this. And let's just say this all together out loud and say it together now. So this is what you pray when you want a rema from God. And you want a specific scripture that will, the Holy Spirit will speak directly to you. That will bring small changes, correction into your life. And when you apply it, immediately you begin to see results. You say, and let's say together, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that you have given me your word to guide, correct, and comfort me. I believe that your word is life and truth to my spirit, and I receive the power of your written word in my life this moment. Lord, you know my situation. I desire only say what you, my Father, I desire to only say what you, my Father, says and to do what you, my Father, does. I desire to obey you and to heed your instructions because I know they will lead me to victory beyond anything I could ever imagine. So today, Lord, I am asking for a rema word from you regarding, now under your breath, say what you want that rema for, just take one. Say it now, under your breath. Okay? Please give me ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to perceive the exact rema the Holy Spirit desires to deliver to me. I open my heart and soul to listen so I can clearly see the illuminated word you have for me. <clears throat> Help me to repent where I need to repent, change where I need to change, and take action where you direct me, and to do it without hesitation. Thank you for loving me, guiding me into all triumph in your name, and now I am expecting to receive a rema word regarding this situation. And so you close that way and say, thank you for this in the mighty name of Jesus. 
I declare over the lives of every single person under the sound of my voice. As you have uttered those words in supplication to God concerning that particular situation, the heavens over you have been opened up. Your high priest, Jesus Christ, who is the word of God sharper than any two-edged sword, has pierced into the dividing asunder of your soul and spirit, joints and marrow. He has made known unto you the thoughts of God and the intent of God for that situation. Life has been imparted into your being. And those of you that need to get saved or filled with the Holy Spirit who are under the sound of my voice, as you open up your heart this moment and under your breath say, I receive Jesus and the Holy Spirit. I declare in the name of Jesus that as you are led into the confession and prayer, that there will be the miraculous, miraculous work of the Spirit in your heart, bringing you into the kingdom of God. And also he enters into your being in his fullness. Yea, I say unto you that at the end of this series, the winds, four winds of God in the four corners of this earth shall be made available unto you as you pray prophetically concerning situations in your life. So the wind of the angel shall be released in your situation, gathering supernaturally things to your doorstep, and a divine distinction shall be placed upon your own situation. And men and Gentiles shall gather unto you in amazement and in awe. And those who erred shall come to understanding. And Christians who have been offended shall behold the results of your life. And they shall be converted back into the path of righteousness in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.